0: Hey everyone, it's Lisa Tams with Processing the Process. I have a new episode for you, episode 24, titled Your Own Path with Antonio Cipriano. I have been wanting to catch up with him for a while, so for those of you that don't know, Tony was in the cast of Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. It was doing great and I was hearing great things about it. I don't know if any of you watched the Thanksgiving Parade in uh, New York that was televised but his cast made an appearance there and I was so impressed. And he's done different TV appearances on different shows. His next opportunity, so exciting, is a Netflix series and he is actually going to be a regular on it and he's looking forward to being part of a cast. He grew up in my hometown and went to a private school, actually a school where Giovanni is going currently, and did some performing alongside of my kids. His path was a little different. He went from high school to Broadway. There's a lot in between there, but he did not go to a college musical theater program. Although he did go through the audition process, he even accepted somewhere. And he has interesting things to say about his perspective of the process. He talks about the Jimmy Awards It's basically like a senior showcase opportunity for national standouts from different schools from different regions across the country. That's really where he was, I guess, discovered. Gosh, another big point, and it comes up multiple times, is the importance and significance of a support system throughout his life, and still, because he's still young. And no matter how old you are, we all, I mean, support system matters way outside the college audition process. And we talk about how he feels about having not gone to a college musical theater program. And just like everyone out there in this industry, he has been affected by COVID and has actually been out of work. Also in this you're going to get just a little update on Frankie and what's happening in his world. It just came naturally in the conversation. For those of you that have been following my podcast, it's just interesting to kind of know what he is up to. As always, thanks for tuning in. I would appreciate any feedback you have. Every once in a while, I get an email, which I recently did get from somebody just saying that they enjoyed my podcast and that it was helpful. And so that is such a gift back to me. I feel like I'm moving away from being in the thick of this, especially since Tommy is not at school in his program currently, also because of just where the industry is at right now and Frankie is in limbo as an auditioning actor. But I do plan on continuing. My episodes will probably be further and fewer. I do still love to talk about this. I have a lot of hopes for everyone in this community, whether you're a parent or a student. I can't wait for the arts to come back. It's just gonna be so amazing and I'm looking forward to it. I feel like things are looking up. But enjoy this conversation. I highlighted some points here in this intro, but there's always so much more. So have a listen. Thanks for tuning in. Hello. Hi, Tony.
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: Good. So tell me about your childhood and did it play heavily into where you are now?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, ever since I was like really, really young, like five years old, I had all, I mean, since I was born, but like I, I have video evidence of me at five years old, like, you know, me and my siblings, we would like make a band and perform it in our living room on the table. Like it was like, I was always wanting to perform. And my parents were like, what do we do with mm-hmm. this kid? Like, he needs to, like, do something that is going to let him, you know, have that creative outlet, you know. So at eight years old, my parents were like, all right, let's just, you know, sign him up for this theater camp at Gross Point Theater and see what happens. So I did High School Musical the summer of 2008. And I was Zeke. And it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I just could not stop. I, like, after that, I literally did not stop. Like, I was doing three shows a year. I was just, like, one after the other. Yeah, I mean, that's really what my growing up. And I also played, like, every single sport. So, I honestly, I, I played baseball up until my junior year of high school. You did. because. Uh, Yeah. So I I was like, I was into everything. I I knew that I really wanted to do theater, but I also was like, I have other things that I want to do too. So I was lucky enough to be able to do all of those things. And then, you know, it started getting a little bit crazy by my sophomore year of high school. You know, I, I started writing my own music. I was like, okay, this is maybe something that I want to do past high school. Um, is finally starting to feel like something i could do and then junior year was when i got a lot of really great auditions for like some pretty awesome stuff i got an agent in detroit i was like this is going to be awesome and then the jimmy awards happened the summer going into my senior year and that's kind of where you know everything kind of just exploded started started exploding yeah so like a few months after the jimmy awards I got a Facebook message from the casting director of Jagged Little Pill. And he was like, hey, I'm casting this new musical by Alanis Morissette. Uh, I was like, who is that? I don't even know who that is. (laughs) Uh, My mom freaked out, though. But then I knew, like, every single song. Once Mm -hmm. I listened to it, I was like, oh, my God, I grew up listening to all this. So I auditioned for the workshop, got it, and then every step of the way, up until Broadway, was an audition. So I was auditioning at the workshop, you know, proving myself that I could make it to the out-of-town tryout in Boston. And then in Boston, I had to prove myself that I could do the show eight times a week and still sustain, you know? So I had to make sure that I proved myself there. And then I made it to Broadway. And it was awesome for about four months. And then we shut down. So it was Mm. all a lot. I did a very quick version. I was with the show for like four years. so you know, there, it, it was a lot of stuff that happened in between like waiting periods, you know, like from the out of town tryout to actually getting to Broadway, there was like a whole year gap where I did some awesome shows. I did a bunch of workshops with really amazing people. I I worked with, you know, Tony Hawk. I did like the notebook musical and, and stuff like that. You know, when you're out of like your steady job, I was freelancing, just kind of going around and finding what I can do. There's so many different things that you can do to stay working mm-hmm. other than right now. I mean, right now, this is going on month 10 of unemployment. So,
0: wow. So how did you like acquire and
1: nurture your skills? I started taking voice lessons my freshman year of high school. Because I remember I did Gross Point Theater's production of Les Mis, and I didn't really know how to use my voice, but they were all like, oh my god, you're so great. I was like, thanks, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just knew that I was obsessed with Les Mis. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. You know, people were like, yeah, you should give voice lessons. I think it would be great for you. And I was like, okay, I found a teacher just started working it helped so much so voice lessons are so complicated just because you know it depends on the teacher it depends on so many different factors it's a hit or miss situation so like in my career i have worked with like five or six different voice teachers especially once i got to new york because you know everyone has a different way of teaching and you have to just find what fits with you that's a big thing. Like, don't just settle with someone who you, you're not feeling right about. Voice teachers are very important, very expensive. Oh, my gosh, especially once you get to New York. That is crazy stuff. Um, I also can give you a list of many successful, incredible singers who have never had a voice lesson in their life. It really just depends on what you want to do, you know. And that's the same thing with you know, going to school like are do it's really just your own path, how you feel about where you're at, and if you want to take that leap if if you don't want to take voice lessons and you you feel like you're ready to enter the professional field, you know get a local agent that's what I did. I got an agent at productions plus in Michigan. I was like, i want to start finding jobs before I go to college. I just want to see what what happens there and I ended up getting some really awesome auditions for some really big things. And it kind of led me to other things that that now have blossomed into great relationships with my agents and managers. And it really is, the path is different for everybody. And and we were talking about voice lessons, weren't we? I totally Mm -hmm. just got way sidetracked. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um,
0: Okay, so any movement classes, dance classes? I actually
1: never officially took a dance class in my life until i started training a little bit after high school musical theater the style is sort of it's not as much like big show choir stuff on broadway anymore at least i mean i had to dance my ass off sorry I danced a lot in Dragon Little Pill, you know, but it's a different style. So I never took a dance class, and and now I was dancing professionally in a Broadway show. So, like, I was never a dancer. I never thought of myself as a dancer. I still don't think of myself as a dancer. But um, if that is something that you want to improve on, I mean, obviously, take a dance class. I had somebody
0: tell me, as Frankie was going through, it's more about your built-up choreography.
1: 100%.
0: Than being a perfect dancer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be an incredible dancer. And, and I think what I didn't really like about the college audition process was that they made it such a huge deal Mm -hmm. um, being able to dance. And yes, you take many dance classes in college that's what i know from like talking to kids from u of m mm-hmm. i don't know what ccm was like i think they did a lot of oh dance ton well.
0: ton ton yeah
1: yeah yeah so like every music theater program is gonna they're going to train you to dance i didn't like how stressed it was you know you go to college to learn mm-hmm. and i think people were so stressed that they had to be perfect in that dance call and i was like i am not going to be perfect in this dance call mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I don't know. That's my own opinion. I think dancing is very important. It was just weirdly important. In that process. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and and schools are different. You know, some schools emphasize it more than others. I think through my experience of talking and watching and everything, you know, there are these three the acting, singing, and dancing components mm-hmm. to musical theater. And you have to be able to do all three, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a strength. A hundred percent. And um, you mentioned, you know, that shows are diff- are shows that are now and not the classic mm-hmm. shows are seem to be very different than the yeah. the old school Broadway. Like I love Fosse. I mean, who doesn't love Fosse? Right. But th- that's part of musical theater history. It's not going to go away. But now Absolutely. we're in a new chapter.
1: A hundred percent. And and that's a great point. Like you in Broadway today, you don't have to be a full-on triple threat that is a huge thing that i've learned i mean we have people in our show in jagged little pill who are literally just dancers like some of them don't even sing in some parts like it if you are a dancer first and you want to just dance and you don't want to sing and act i mean you can still be on broadway Mm -hmm. it's the same way around for you know If you don't want to dance or sing, you can be in a play like in there's so many different avenues that you can take to be on Broadway or in film and television. You know, you don't have to be all three things anymore. It'd be great to be all three things, but it's it's not necessarily. If you are if you know you're not great at one thing and I knew that and I, I wanted to get better at dancing. So I did take some classes when I moved to New York. And I took some acting classes. Just, you know, you want to always build your skills 100%. Mm -hmm. All
0: right. I want to go back and just elaborate a little bit for listeners, because not everybody knows what the Jimmy Awards are.
1: Yeah. Uh, So the Jimmy Awards are the National High School Musical Theater Awards, and they take place in New York. So what you have to do is uh, you do your high school production, And an adjudicator comes to your show and selects the leading actor, leading actress, supporting actress, supporting actress. However the categories work in each state, it's different for each state. And you get to go to compete at your regional awards. So I went to the Sutton Foster Ovation Awards at Michigan State. Me and the girl who was in my show also went. And we both were actually lucky enough to win the regional production so we both went to new york it's pretty much the same thing but just like way bigger and there's you know the judges are huge producers and casting directors and agents and all of these people are all in one spot in one night so it was it was no pressure no pressure right no it was insane (laughs) it was insane (laughs) And it it was pretty much like a senior showcase Mm -hmm. as a junior in high school. You know, like it it just comes at a different time. You do different performances and then you have finalists and they perform a Red Curtain solo and they pick the winner. Um, I was a finalist. You know, it it, it really doesn't matter if you win. It's really the exposure that you get. Even if you're not a finalist, the exposure is huge. And (laughs) people come out of that. So many people have come out of that program and just, like, done amazing things. It's a huge opportunity. I sort of skipped what you do throughout the week. I mean, you have... I mean, rehearsal for the final showcase, but you also have workshops with these amazing teachers and educators and, and just multiple mentors throughout the week who teach you, you bring your red curtain solo to them and, and they just transform it into something that is personal to you. The amazing things that you learned that week are uh, incredible. And the, the program is amazing.
0: Okay, so you're a junior in high school, you go to the Jimmy's. So now what does the rest of high school look like for you? As a student?
1: Oh, it was so funny. Um, so I had done the Jimmy's summer going into my senior year. And then in August, I got the Facebook message from the casting director and I sent in a video. I had an audition. I had the live audition all before school started. And then I got the role like the first week of school. Then I had to go and do the workshop end of October into November so I missed three weeks of school it was really great to be at a private school where they were just like yep go and we'll give you a few things to work on and do um, you know
0: that um, Giovanni's at Liggett now is he really yeah Mm
1: -hmm. how old is he oh my gosh I only remember him as a baby I know
0: I... I know he's 14 he's a freshman
1: wow yeah, oh
0: yep. he transferred uh, in for his eighth grade year. He transferred That's and um, yeah, yeah. So he's there and wow. it's been a great, it was a great decision and it's just been, it's been really great. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Gosh. So because you were at a private school, you got a lot of support and flexibility to be able to feel good on your academic level as you're pursuing yes this opportunity absolutely yes
1: they were so supportive and so amazing and I mean they had known me from freshman year to senior year they knew that I was like so not into the I don't know I was so focused on other things that I was just kind of like By the time I got to my senior year, my teachers were my friends, so they were all really cool about everything that was going on. The principal was so supportive, and just, they were all incredible. So I left for three weeks, I got some schoolwork, because I still had to do tutoring, because I was under 18, so I had to do that. While I was in New York, for three hours a day before rehearsal, I had to go to tutoring, with the other girl who was 17. Um, And we just had to do that for three hours, which was awful. I hated it. I never liked school. After tutoring, I had to go to rehearsal from like noon to six every night or something like that. And it was the best time of my life. I was Mm. just so happy to be there. And then, as I said, I had to prove myself there to make it to Boston. So after I had done that, I think I got a call maybe a month later that I had gotten offered to do the out-of-town tryout in Boston.
0: So So for that month in between, were you going to school here?
1: Yeah, I came back home and I was just doing regular school and I yeah. I cannot believe that I did college auditions that year too. Wow. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask oh you about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, when do they usually start? Cause I, I'm getting my timeline mixed up. I think
0: it's like November, something that yeah. is the deadline or December 1st, maybe for applications and essays and all that. And then yeah. I honestly can't remember like all of your video and yeah. all that that has to go in
1: yeah so i'm sure that after um doing the workshop i had to come back and like do all of that stuff my mom was incredible helping me oh my gosh she was the best and also with um pre-screens my choir teacher tyler capo was huge in helping me with pre-screens. Um, he he was my choir teacher, but he was pretty much like my best friend. People would be partying on Saturday night, and I'd be literally like at school singing at the piano with him. So we had a really close bond, and he helped me so much with pre-screens and everything. I did all that and uh, sent it in, and then so I had been told that we were going to rehearse, start rehearsals in New York March 13th. So I had to find a way to graduate early. So there was that whole situation and-
0: And you don't love school.
1: I don't love school. So I was super happy about it. It was a great day for me, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, between November and March, I was, I did all the college auditions. I auditioned for about five schools. I went to all on campus uh, cause it wasn't too many schools. I did um, U of M, oh, I did Juilliard, in Chicago so U of M mm-hmm. Juilliard Carnegie Mellon Pace and Otterbein I didn't get into U of M I didn't get into Juilliard I didn't get into Carnegie Mellon I got into Pace and Otterbein I mean at that point I didn't want to go but I was like okay Pace is in New York we'll see what happens because I, I want to be in New York at least I accepted it I was gonna go to Pace and then a week before school started jagged gave me my schedule for the next year so Pace was like you're gonna miss too much school uh if you want to just kind of not come this year that's okay i was like thank you for telling me
0: that (laughs) you guys gave me the out that's a huge relief
1: and that was the year that i did all those other things. I did the notebook and I did all that stuff. I did the December workshop for Jagged, but there was really not much more that Jagged did. So I was just like freelancing. I was doing a bunch of different work and it was probably one of the most formative years of my life. I I did Mm -hmm. so many different projects and it was amazing. I grew as an actor and a performer so much in that year, not doing Jagged Little Pill, that when I came back, I I was like a whole different person from Boston Mm -hmm. to Broadway. So that was a huge year for me.
0: Well, a couple of things in that time frame. Was it an agonizing decision about college? How did that work with you and your parents and making that decision?
1: Yeah, my parents were very supportive of my sort of decision. They knew that, like, I I was not very into the whole college thing i wanted to start you know working i had already had an agent i had some pretty awesome experiences already and they were like well you you need to have a job you know i want i don't want you to not do anything right and i was like okay so i had already had Jagged, but they were waiting a long time to go to broadway and so we were like you know what let's just tell Pace that you're going to go and see where we go from there because I'll be in New York and I'll be able to audition and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'll say yes to Pace. And then they said, don't come. And I was like, thank God. It all worked out. It always does. Uh, and I had thankfully had enough money saved up from Boston and from other projects that I was able to sublease a place in New York and you know, be able to do these like smaller projects that were building me as a performer, but not necessarily building my income. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm.
0: yes, yes. And you said you sublet. So I'm assuming that like you had some roommates, were your parents around? Did they come check on you?
1: (laughs) So, so, (laughs) So during the whole process of Jagged, I had been being put up in New York. So the first workshop and the rehearsals for Boston, my mom stayed with me in New York. She was the best. She helped me so much. Cause I mean, I, and you
0: have siblings, correct? I
1: have siblings. Yes. So she was there for, I think two weeks of the workshop version. And then she left for one of the weeks and I kind of got a feel of living by myself. Um, cause I was like, mom, just, I, I, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. Um, So that worked out. And then Boston, um, she was there. Rehearsals were about mm, five weeks and she was there for probably, you know, two of the weeks. Because at that point I was like, I got like, I'm okay. I'm figuring Mm -hmm. this out. And then in Boston, I was alone. I mean, I had my cast because it was all it was like summer camp. Like we were all in one place and we had no Mm -hmm. friends in the area except for the castmates. So like we had no lives outside of the show. So it was a lot easier. <laughs> it was a lot easier to, you know, be on my own because I had my castmates right down the hall. So it was easy. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I was pretty okay with living on my own.
0: And in New York, I mean, that's a yeah. just coming from like a very yeah. suburban mm-hmm. life, an upbringing. Going to New York, like not everybody finds that easy, right? And, it,
1: it, and I did actually. Um, So, I remember I talked about my choir teacher, how we were, like, pretty much best friends. Mm -hmm. So, he had moved to New York. He was like, I'm done teaching choir. I want to move to New York and, like, do this. I was like, great. Do it, dude. So, him and his high school friend got a place out in New York. And they were there and really supportive of me. I had people there. And that's why my mom was like, okay, I'm okay leaving you. Like, I'm okay with you being here. You know? Yeah.
0: I had a Because you have a touch point. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
1: So, that was, I make it sound like I literally was just out there by myself. No, I like I had friends and I had many people that I knew out there that were gonna help me out if I needed it.
0: So now, I mean, you would have graduated from college, um, next year, next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you feel about skipping that part of growing up and let me just elaborate a little Mm -hmm. bit from a parent's perspective for my kids my concern would be they're sacrificing that experience of life you know how do you process that for yourself now and what was your conversation if you had any with your parents in terms of letting that go
1: yeah so that's a great question. Um, so as I said, I never really wanted to go to college. It was never something that I really wanted to do. So it wasn't as hard of a decision for me because I had always wanted to be like, I want to start working. Like, I want to get into the real world. I want to like be in a show. I want to do something. Um, I just had a different you know, mindset on where I wanted to be. I, I mean, a lot of people want to go to school and get that education. And I think that's amazing. And everyone has their own, their own path, right? So it's there's nothing wrong with, you know, either of those decisions. Um, uh, You know, I, w- I would, what was great about it was my brother was up in Michigan State. He was like the president of his frat. I was like, I could go up there anytime and just have like, a blast for a weekend and a weekend was all I needed trust me oh my god there's it was, it was a <laughs> lot but um you know I hang out with people who are in college it's just more of like what lifestyle do you want to lead you know in those formative years I was still mm-hmm. learning so much and then growing so much just not in school just kind of fending for myself and it was actually it was Mm -hmm. a great experience and I loved it I like loved the excitement of like maybe failing here and there and and kind of figuring it out the best thing was I had the support system there I wasn't worried
0: so it really wasn't what I'm what I'm hearing you say is like it it really wasn't a sacrifice no 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 no. that really was not something that you aspired too and even when you said that pace was like you know maybe don't come this year you were like oh yeah what a relief like that was in alignment with really what you wanted
1: it was very much what i wanted and i i I really have no regrets honestly i always think about like how i would have been in college and i i just i don't i i don't see myself there and that is totally okay and you know
0: that is totally whoever's listening to this if
1: you are apprehensive and you and you want to you know get an agent before college and see what you can do and if you're able to get a job before college run with it and, and and see where it takes you and if you want to go back you can always go back I was at my Juilliard audition there were 35 year olds there like it you can go anytime you can learn whatever you want whenever you want so, you know, if you want to take these formative years and, and do something other than college, do what will make you happy. And and especially during COVID, I've just been like thinking about all this stuff. I'm like, it, it, it's OK to make those decisions. And I want yes, people to know I... that, you know, it's it's OK to not go the traditional path. And it's also very OK to go the traditional path like there's.
0: Well, and I think one of the concerns about not going the traditional path is How do you network? How do you find an agent? How Mm -hmm. do you even get in front of an agent?
1: Yeah. Um, So my path was also very interesting. (laughs) I did the traditional thing with the Michigan agency. I took seven classes. It was like how to do monologue, how to do film, how to do all this stuff. And then I eventually auditioned for the agents and booked an agent and Like a week later, she got me a really awesome audition for a a major film. And I I got pretty...
0: Is this in Detroit?
1: Yes. This is my agent in Detroit. Yeah. So she got me a major audition for a major film. And I got very far with it. Before you even get the role, you have to sign the contract. So that's a whole wild thing. And the Hmm. casting director was like, I want you to have the best person to look over this contract for you because I know you've never done it before. So she got me a great person to look it over. And that person ended up being my manager because Mm. he was so incredible in helping me make the right decision. And even after the fact, even if I hadn't gotten that role, he stayed with me and was booking me things without asking for pay And, and you know doing all these small things that were like, wow, this is a very natural relationship here that I really love. And I think we would both benefit in having him my manager so you know networking is so different in so many ways so that was the process i got my agent in michigan or you know with the jimmy awards that's how i met my agent now Uh, she was at the jimmy awards and i ended up having a meeting with her a few weeks after the jimmies and she didn't actually sign me until she saw me do the jagged little pill workshop so there's so many different ways to do things Uh, Yeah, and the networking with with other performers. I did a lot of concerts at 54 Below and and did a lot of different performance opportunities to, you know, network and, and meet really awesome people who I am still best friends with to this day. There's so many different ways to network and so many avenues that you can take in this career. And did you talk to other agents? Yes, I had met with, I think, two other agencies I met with some casting directors as well and this agency just seemed really great they were very interested it has worked out ever since I mean they have gotten me many auditions and that's so
0: great Frankie and his graduating Mm -hmm. class you know they do their showcase and from there they have their meetings and not everybody you know, has a good memory. Yeah. Oh my God. It's difficult to navigate mm. that. And I was just talking to him, actually, and Bryn, his girlfriend, about, you know, what's. What's next with that? Like, are they staying? I mean, everything's just weird right, right now. There's really nothing. Like, everything's just in yeah. The are boat. they in New York right now? So Frankie is in New York. Bryn actually just left, um, went back to Louisiana, and uh, she is going to get a certificate for um, being a cycle trainer. Oh, wow. You know, for yeah. exercise. But they went back after like the initial few months. Mm-hmm. Frankie's been bartending and he was working landscape, Mm. but now because of COVID and everything, he's like the only bartender at the restaurant that he works at and he makes good money, but you know, this has not been easy. He has a good approach mentally about it. He's trying to make this time about more than just waiting right.
1: it out. Oh my gosh! I remember talking with Frankie. He is—he is going to be successful. So, like I, he's incredible. <laughs> first of all, I remember mm. watching him perform. He was like my mentor. I looked up to him. Like he mm. was Frankie Dams. Oh my God! And and we've talked. Sadly, we haven't been able to catch up in New York. But when I get back there, I definitely want to catch up with him. And and I want to work together someday. I've told him, I'm like, I want to work with you, dude. Like this would be so much fun. And so awesome. So hopefully that happens.
0: That would be awesome. And I'm sure that he would love that. So many people have left.
1: I just moved out of New York and it's, it's so hard. It is. I was paying rent this entire quarantine and I wasn't even there for 10 months. So, you know, it's, it's really, it's a really, really tough time.
0: And any new friends that he made, like, Mm -hmm. since he got there, they've moved. So, you know, I'm proud of him. He's pushing
1: through. It's all we can do right now. Yeah.
0: Um, So you're in. So did you move to California?
1: I did not. uh, I'm here just for a few months before I head to Louisiana. I'm here with a few friends out here just to kind of hang out for a little bit.
0: Do something different. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the flip side, actually, of um, something that that Frankie mentioned is, you know, now this has been a long time, but it is kind of a relief to just have one focus. Yeah, because when he was there and auditioning and working and get his whatever material you need and have 48 hours or not, even sometimes to take it where you need to go and all that like. I think in an effort to be positive, he's kind of like, okay, like I know that that's out there and I'll be mm-hmm. doing that. So now it's just, it's okay to just honker down and make money Absolutely, And, save and money. he'll
1: come back with his pockets full and he'll be able to focus on doing the auditions and stuff like that. Cause it's going to be, once we can open back up, it's going to be, I mean, I don't know when that will be, it feels like a world away, but it'll yeah. happen eventually and yeah. he'll be ready for it so I'm excited.
0: Okay, we're back. So I love what you said, encouraging people to be okay with um, taking a different path. Mm -hmm. That's really what I want to put out there. And to let parents know that, you know, it is scary to just like, I mean, you had some concrete 100%. affirmation and a path that was slowly unfolding for you.
1: Yeah, I had stuff coming up and I still did college auditions a, and accepted it to go to a school. And like the week before I was supposed to start, I eventually was like, OK, this isn't for me. You know, if you have nothing and you want to take a year off and and figure it out, that's also great. It is a scary step, for sure, to skip out on school and and go into something else. But if you get an agent beforehand, if you get a job beforehand, you know, it it makes things easier, obviously. So I'm speaking from my experience. It's different from everyone else's experience. Mm
0: -hmm. And just from getting the feedback, you know, school does not really prepare you for the transitioning as an aspiring actor and living in new york and what that life experience day to day not just for a few months but like this is your future what that is like and
1: yeah you don't get that experience until you experience it so it's it is definitely like a slap in the face there's a lot of stuff that you learn really quick and uh, you, you just got to roll with it. You got to roll with the punches and you do learn very quick. And also with auditioning, I yes, I had a job, but I was still auditioning. And especially with TV and film, you know, I asked my mom, I was like, how many auditions have I done? How many self tapes <laughs> do we have? And she counted and it was about like 130, wow. I think. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And that doesn't count all the live in-person auditions. Mm. So it really, it's grueling and it's a lot, but if you love it, you just do it. And I wouldn't want to be doing anything Mm -hmm. else. So you really got to be committed.
0: Um, Being a younger person in that world of actually Mm -hmm. working, how did you take care of yourself? And what would you say to like ease the concerns of a parent who's like, but my baby, I'm releasing him to this world. And, you know, I don't know the possible dark side of all of that. How do you navigate that? And how, as a parent, from your perspective, how do you be Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) with that?
1: Yeah. Um. You know, uh, that's a really good question to have for my mom uh, and my dad. I mean, it's it is scary and it is tough, um, especially to send your kids to New York. I mean, it's it's a big step. I think I had a very ease into the situation. You know, I was able to have my mom there for a few weeks at a time to help me out and do these things. And then I learned from her and then I had that support system already there with my old choir teacher there and a bunch of other friends, mm-hmm. you definitely want to have some sort of a support system who would be able to That's help you. Point. If I knew nobody in New York and I knew nothing about anything, you know, it's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely want, if you don't have it when you first move there, you want to build up a support system. You want to, you know, you want to have those people you can call because it, it I mean, sh- Oh, there's one story that I probably shouldn't say, but (laughs) it was actually after. So I had just seen the Jimmy Awards uh, the year after I was doing them. And I got on a train and I thought I was going one place and I ended up it was first of all, it was 2 a.m. And I got on a train, thought I was going to um, Washington Heights, ended up in the Bronx. My phone died. And, um, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I literally had to ask a stranger for their phone so I could call my mom and be like, Hey mom, uh, I'm here. Can you call my query teacher to come pick me up? So then he was able to come pick oh, me up wow. because I was like, I'm not getting on another train. I don't know where I'm yeah. going. So yeah. there are situations that happen like that. Yeah. And you know. I learned and I will never make that mistake again. So, yeah. but, so I mean that's life
0: experience and, and like you said, hundred I mean, percent never you're gonna, gonna make double, that mistake. Double, double, triple check and have your phone charged or a backup battery 100%. or and yeah. yeah, you went out into the city into New York. But I can say as a mom, just like releasing your children into the world period <clears throat> just takes you know, you just have to trust that God has a plan. You know, you're, you are ours to shepherd, but we're not ultimately yep. the ones in control. So right. it takes a lot and of I, trust. And it,
1: and it, you know, also here's a tip. I would call your parents every single night and tell them that you're good. Um, I call my parents every night and I just let them know I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And it eases their mind so much. Mm-hmm. It's really good to... Keep that communication. You don't want to drop that off. I you love know, that. Tell them how your day was. I mean, I remember the first time I saw a cockroach in my room. I called my dad. I was like, Dad, I don't know what the hell to do. I'm freaking out. It, it happens. You, you got these small things and you got to keep that contact. and You got to have that support system so that you feel so much more comfortable and not alone in the loneliest city in the right. world.
0: Right. And you're blessed to have such supportive
1: parents. <clears throat> yes, 100% they're
0: amazing that's awesome yeah um so. and so what do the next several months look mm-hmm. like for you
1: yeah are you, oh, um, or
0: what are you anticipating to be the plan because i feel like everything can change like at any moment as of right now
1: february 23rd i'm supposed to be heading to louisiana to start filming a new tv show that i've was lucky enough to book during the pandemic. Um, Can you say what it is or no? Yeah, yeah. The press release is out. It's called Safe Haven. It's a new uh, supernatural like thriller series. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, it'll be my first series regular gig. So I am very, very, very excited to start. You know, I've never been to Louisiana. So this will be an interesting experience for me. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a new experience. And I'll get to build from it and learn from it. And take it to the next gig.
0: Once you start there, how long will that run? It'll be about six months, I believe.
1: Because we're filming ten episodes. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know how long before it comes out. Um, It might be six months. It might be a year. Mm -hmm. You never know. Uh, I'm just really excited to... Because I remember... Being a guest, you know, you see the series regulars and they're all like bonded and they're all really cool and, you know, they have their own chairs. And <laughs> I've
0: always envied that. They experience. have their own chairs. Yeah.
1: So I've always like envied that, you know.
0: So I'm very excited to uh, start that. Very cool. And what happens with Jagged okay, <laughs> Little Pell?
1: Literally no idea. I heard from Dr. Fauci that the hope is we need like 85% of the population to be vaccinated before we can return. So, it's going to take a long time, sadly. I know. So, yeah, it's just all about finding other things. And I'm really happy for (laughs) you
0: that you you. did. I can imagine how proud your parents are of you. And I feel very proud of you for what you've accomplished and taking an untraveled Mm. road and being a role model, definitely for kids who have the same interests but not Mm. only just to be a living example of what it looks like to take an untraditional path and follow your truth that is who you are Mm. and what you love i love that and i want that for everyone.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And thank you for having me on. I really
0: appreciate you taking the time. I will look forward to tuning in. Tell me again.
1: Uh, Safe Haven.
0: Safe Haven. And on what Mm -hmm. network?
1: It will be hopefully on Netflix. So that'll be great. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just feel like, well, COVID or no COVID, you just got to do your best and watch what happens and stay hopeful. All right. Well, be well. Be safe. Be healthy. Yes. Are things kind of normal well. there? Not at
1: all. Uh, nothing is open. Uh, it's very weird.
0: What part of California? I'm right in LA.
1: All you can do is hike,
0: and it's nature good. is a good thing to take advantage of right now.
1: Yes, it's beautiful.
0: Okay, Tony. Well, thank you again, and of course, thank you. Take good care of yourself.
1: Of course, you as well.
0: Thanks, Tony. Have a good one. Uh huh. You bye. too. Bye bye. Such a level-headed, nice guy. I do want to just kind of timestamp this. This is late January of 2021. We are still in COVID, a lockdown in various degrees depending on where you live that is what is happening in the world now in case you listen two years from now or something Um, just some things I wanted Tony is that one kid who we all hear about the dream story of making it that sounds all really glamorous and wonderful he has been successful I like that in our conversation some of You know, the normal grind came out in the things that he did throughout his process of finding work and transitioning from high school into the real world of performing. Even he is unemployed currently. Really, no one is untouchable from circumstances, and I just think that's a good Thing to remember and be realistic about what he said about in the college audition process he found dancing was weirdly important and how in the real world of auditioning and performing he said you don't have to be a triple threat these days and I just think that's an interesting thought to ponder Again, the importance of his support system has been key and then his decision about not going to a formal college musical theater program and my question about it being a sacrifice and him saying, you know, not at all, that he always saw himself as go right into the professional world and he has no regrets and the things that he reflected on that he gained and how formative that time where he would have been a freshman in college, the work that he did in that time was for him and how he grew as a performer, not so much building income, which I think we should highlight also (laughs) because experience is a different sort of value and it's not monetary, but it does progress you. You get experience, you get exposure, you network. All of those things I think for him happened during that time and those are all just really, really important. So you heard him mention the supernatural thriller that he is cast as a principal character on. It's Safe Haven, so look for that on Netflix I'm not sure when that will come. Um, Hopefully sometime in the next year. That's something to keep your eyes out for. How cool. I'm happy for him. Really, really happy for him. If you want to find him on social media platforms, just search his name, Antonio Cipriano, and he will pop up on um, Twitter, TikTok, instagram and facebook i just checked all those out and um, there's some cool stuff clips of him doing what he does it's just fascinating to see go check those out and follow him and also me please <laughs> on instagram and facebook at processing the process ptp no spaces and you can always email me at tams at aol Dot com. Yes, my email is archaic address, but that's my email. <laughs> and if you just put Processing the Process or Podcast in the title line, that will give me a clue that I don't want to delete that because those are really special and valuable to me. So if you reach out to me in that way and just give me feedback or just let me know how any of the information that you have encountered on my podcast has helped you, I love, love, love hearing that. And it kind of bolsters me forward, so I appreciate that. And um, again, just thinking of you all, parents, kids, in this time, especially, I'm thinking it's late January, and you are all about to do your auditions if you haven't started already that's super exciting and I'm pretty sure that those are all virtual but I don't even know 100% Uh, maybe somebody could fill me in on how that process is looking for everyone right now so all the best to all of you and yours thanks for tuning in be well